Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Um, Sean Payton had a really, I mean, Dan's a great interviewer, had an interesting interview with Sean Payton. Who I can't. I, I I'm hoping that we get before the Super Bowl, but uh, we always get him for the Super Bowl, and then he and I usually talk for a half hour. But man, that guy wants to go into TV, and he'd be awesome, awesome at it. I did. I thought one of my best tweets is not received a ton of acclaim. Did you guys see where I said like uh, Sean Payton first is going to go fix Drew Brees again, and then go fix then go fix the Dallas Cowboys? Nobody liked that one. Yeah, Drew, not. Not great. Not great. Not great. But it's early, and you can't improve. But everybody thinks they can do it until they put that headset on, and somebody's in there a year. <laughs> so um, I want to get to this. Brett Favre has gone from not having a great relationship with Aaron Rodgers to seeming like he was in Aaron Rodgers' camp. Here's Brett on a recent radio hit. The last of Aaron in, in Green Bay. I, I don't know that for certain. It's just a gut. You know, he may try his hand somewhere else now. Nowadays, guys play a, a lengthy career with a team and move on. Obviously, Brady has made it famous. Joe Montana was the first to do it. Peyton Manning's done it. So it's, you know, not uncommon for guys to switch teams after a long, productive career somewhere else. And, and my advice would be if your gut's telling you, well, you know, I want to try my hand somewhere else. It's it, you know, it's kind of gotten stale here, or stagnant, or or you know, numb. Whatever the feeling is, then go g- give it a try. I think sometimes it's reinvigorating. It's it, it, it's very interesting, and I want to have that conversation. Let, let's kind of go through the list, okay? Here's the top twenty-five all-time passing leaders in NFL history. Okay, Tom Brady, two teams. Drew Brees, two teams. Peyton Manning, two teams. Brett Favre, he had the like the Tom Brady long lengthy career. And then um, three teams. Ben Roethlisberger, one team. Philip Rivers, long standing guy with the Chargers, then finished with the Colts. Dan Marino, one team. Matt Ryan, one team. Eli Manning, one team. Aaron Rodgers to this point, one team. John Elway, one team. Went out as a Super Bowl champion. Matt Stafford, two teams. Warren Moon, several teams. Fran Tarkenton, did he play for a second a different team? Carson Palmer, two teams. Vin, uh, three teams, actually. Vinny Testaverde, several teams. Drew Bledsoe, several teams. Dan Fouts, I think only one team. One team, yeah. Fran Tarkenton played for a second team, by the way. Joe Montana, three. Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins is 20th all-time passing. Two teams. Joe Montana, second team. Johnny Unitas finished with the second team. Dave Craig, Boomer Siason, Donovan McNabb, he got traded in division. 
So of the top 25 guys, only Dan Fouts, John Elway, Aaron Rodgers, Eli Manning, Matt Ryan, Dan Marino, and Big Ben played for one team. And you have various levels of results with the second team. Various levels of results with the second team. Um, but I, I think what, how, how Brett Favre is positioning it is a reasonable way. Like, hey, get stale. You just want to try something else. You still love football, but, man, you just want to see new faces. Maybe get out of that cold. Not try the same way to work. All that's great. There's, there's a couple levels to it. One, Aaron Rodgers is not a free agent. Okay? He is not a free agent. He is not free to leave. So, secondly, um, and I'd have to check. I mean, obviously, Joe Montana left a Super Bowl team that ended up winning a Super Bowl after he was gone. But a lot of those guys, it had gotten stagnant at the end. One, because they'd either been replaced, or two, their team just wasn't that good. And they bumped into the ceiling. And that's why they left. Try and chase something different. I I think that, that, that this is interesting, though, because Favre didn't leave because he wanted something new. That wouldn't be an accurate portrayal of it. What Favre did this vacillation, do I retire, do I stay, do I retire, do I stay, for three consecutive years. And then ultimately, he wanted to come back after he'd said he was done, and they were like, yeah, we're good. We got Aaron Rodgers. He's better. That's how it really happened. So Favre can sit here and look back and go like, you know, I just wanted something new. Like, that's not even close to the case. But if that was what Aaron Rodgers said, or if that's somebody's actual thinking, like, I can respect that. I can understand that. That's not what's ever been expressed, though. It's an unhappiness with the organization, with the way they do business, not being brought into these discussions. And, and, and again, like, he's not wrong in terms of the overall level of talent at the skill positions, and their offensive line wasn't particularly good this year. So I think people would get uh, reasonable frustrations and the idea of things being stagnant, but that's not what was sold to us. Bayer, do you think that Brett Favre privately knows, and this is this is like a toe in the water to see what people's reaction would be? No, I don't think he does know. I think he knows the scenario that Aaron Rodgers may be in, but I also think that Brett Favre didn't understand the refreshing and the rebirth until he actually did it. Where, you know, maybe it was a different feel with the Jets and it was a different feel with the Dolphins, or excuse me, with the Vikings. But I, I don't think that, because I don't know if Aaron Rodgers really knows on what's going on, but I think that I think that Favre understands on what that feels like to be somewhere new and can talk about it. True. But I just don't think the way that Favre handled, you know, the retirement talks is, you know, you've highlighted and throughout his career that it was never about going somewhere new. It's just, do I want to play or not? And then when you do go somewhere else, you're like, oh, wow, this is this is different. Sometimes it's, you know, good different and sometimes it's bad different. But it seems like Favre uh, didn't mind the refresh and took something from it. And that's where I think that where he is coming from. But I don't think he really has any ideas. And I don't think Green Bay is going to be in a full rebuild ever, uh, if Aaron Rodgers stays. I know there's going to be decisions they have to make, but I think their rebuild happens if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. And then they right. have decisions to make. You know, their their defense actually, and it's 
you know, to play that entire season without Zadarius Smith or most of the season without Zadarius Smith, like like their secondary's very good. They got good production across the line from you know Sean Gary was good. Um, they may be more of a defensive team if Rodgers ends up leaving, but of a true rebuild if Rodgers is there, they're still a still a playoff team. Well, that 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 that's a lot like the Patriots thing, right? Where they're like, well, look at the look Brady won. He went to well, he went to a team that had been bad for twenty years and loaded up on talent, needed a quarterback. Yeah, and when he left. The Patriots like, I don't have Brady. Like, let's kind of shut it down for a year. We got a bunch of opt-outs. Let's just get through this year and get to the next year. And then they spent a bunch of money trying to get it back. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So you're right. It's like, would it be a rebuild? Like, well, not if you stay. We're not gonna. We're not dumb enough to do that. But if you leave, we're not going to be good right away. So, yeah, let's rebuild. Sure. Yeah, yeah. there are going to be decisions that they make that he may not like. And that may be, you know, Devontae Adams, which he's spoken about. But it's, it's not like they're... I, I don't think that they would fall off the the face of the earth. They may be nine and eight, you know that that may be what it is. But you know when we're talking like rebuild, now we're talking four and thirteen and five and twelve. And I just if if Rogers is there, I just don't think that that's happening, especially with their running game and the pieces that they have on defense. Um, yeah, I I just think that uh, that Aaron Rodgers. It would be much more in line with his personality, the idea of staying. I mean, I mean, I mean it's the idea of leaving and exploring and trying something different. But again, that isn't what so far has been talked about in terms of his reason for trying to leave, right? Mm-hmm. So I do think there's something refreshing about going somewhere new. Yeah. Totally get that. Totally. And from his comments, it sounded like there was a much better relationship over the last six months that he's had with the front office, as opposed to prior to that. I thought that that he felt that you know they listened. I mean, they brought in Randall Cobb. I think he even mentioned Brian Gutekunst by name and saying that there were conversations there. And I believe it was in that Pat McAfee interview. I don't think it was in the you know in the presser, but yeah, I, I think that. It, it did change because I, I thought that the whole deal was he wasn't happy there, wasn't happy with the front office and told teams to come and get him in the 2020 season. And now it's just a more of a matter of do you want to be there or not? Is it about a rebuild? Is it about a, f- a fresh start? Which that makes me wonder why he kind of put the team through what he did last offseason. But that's just cynical me. I No, I think you're, you've actually kind of nailed it, right? Like Aaron's not happy not enjoying himself it's not fun and i'm think all of those are legit reasons or beefs whatever and my guess would be he goes he wants to go somewhere else to see if it's just green bay just those guys just that environment just that team or if it's hey i don't even actually even like football anymore sure yeah could be the case I sometimes just don't understand. You know, I don't want to say understand the message, but sometimes it's a little different from previous. And so, if he does want to explore somewhere else, I thought that the message would be consistent. And he brought up Devonte Adams and the franchise tag in that interview earlier this week. And I mean, if the Packers were to do it, that would obviously keep Rodgers more inclined to stay in Green Bay. But if that's not what he's really after, then why are you bringing Devonte Adams and the franchise tag into it? Yes, Jason Stewart. Didn't Devontae Adams say before the show that he's not going to be a franchise guy, that he 
um, he wants a long term deal. And I think he, the language was pretty like uh, pretty pointed, right? It was kind of like I'm going to take care of myself after this. I, so when Aaron earlier this week said that about the franchise tag, Mike, that's kind of strange. He's basically given the Packers like a path for him to be happy when he returns or return to football. And I'm thinking th- this has nothing to do with what he could do, right? A- am I misreading this? Didn't Devontae want like a major deal after this? At the expense this? of Devontae Adams right. doing it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it was at the expense of Devontae Adams. I think what he was saying is, don't get Devontae's deal. If you want me back, get Devontae's deal done, you know, and then we'll talk. That's what it felt like to me. Now, the problem with it is Devontae's deal could be done, but we'd have to rework your deal as well. I think Aaron wants a new contract as well. I don't think there's any, like, you know, I think he wants a new contract. So, hmm. Interesting. I, I think that Favre, I think you're getting all of these different smattering of reasons, and I think at the end of the day, none of them are really the reason. The reason is he's just not happy, and we're, you're trying to make a guy who's not happy happy is very difficult. Very difficult. Um, and if they if they try and do it with Devontae, they're going to have to do it by you know going through and getting other guys to restructure, and one of those guys that have to get to restructure would likely be Aaron Rodgers. So that whole part of it is fascinating. Do I think Favre knows? No. I think what he's doing is he's speaking through himself. And just as Dan Byer said, like, he didn't leave for all of those reasons. But those do become kind of reasons for most people. And maybe it's the reasons that Aaron Rodgers is, is, is seeking to go somewhere else. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Brian Billick will join us upcoming in a moment. Um, Brandon Beans, the general manager of the Buffalo Bills. First, we've heard uh, his comments on the NFL's overtime rules. Take a listen. And the other night, but of course we would love to, and I think, TV audience would have loved to seen Josh and our offense get it back. I would definitely love to see some it brought back to the table. I'm not saying I have the exact idea, but I, you know, I think there's some ways to do it without getting into detail. I think there's a way you can do it in the regular season that handles that. But let's let's do something in the postseason when it's all on the line. Um. Okay. That's interesting, right? Where you have two different sets of overtime rules. I brought this up. Hockey overtime rules in the regular season are awesome. Three on three with a goalie. They obviously don't do that in the postseason. Also, you don't want the Stanley Cup to end on a shootout. Right? Baseball, of course, starts with the runner at second base. Uh, in, the, in the regular season, they play it straight up in the postseason, so that's different. I got no problem with having two different sets of overtime rules because in re- in the regular season, let's just we got to get on with it here. Whereas now you're trying to decide a champion. the 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 problem with the rule now is that it's not sudden death, or but it is, and it's not both teams get the football, but it is. You're trying to please everybody, and no one's really happy. Um, I don't actually mind sudden death. If it's sudden death, then make it sudden death. But this idea that well, sudden death doesn't include a field goal I I don't I don't get in the playoffs I think you play an additional quarter 
You know, if you want to cut the quarter from 15 to 10, I'm okay with that. I think you played an additional quarter. Bye, are you okay with that? Yes, but I have one question. Go. After that quarter, if it remains tied, do you start over again? Like, is it like you wouldn't like continue into the second overtime where you left off in the first overtime, right? It would be a let's restart it back to zero, or would you just say keep playing? And like, if you ran out the clock at the end of the first overtime, you would get the ball at the start of the second overtime where you had it at the end. No, I would. It's just restart it. Yeah, I agree. Restart it. And 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 look, what you, what you would have potentially would be a bit of an unfair deal as well, right? Like, th- there's a potential there where you, if a 10 minute overtime, you get the ball and you can have a long, long drive, or one of the teams can can have a long drive and can take the lead, or say you. You know, you get a turnover, you kick a field goal, normally you'd win the game. Instead, you know, say the Chiefs had a turnover, Bills kick a field goal, take the lead, Chiefs get the ball back, and use up almost all the clock and then score a touchdown at the end. You could say, well, that's not fair. Like, no, that's actually football. Using the time, the score, the adjustments, all you're doing is extending the football game. When you put these other rules in it, I feel like you're changing the rules of football. Brian Billick joins us on behalf of X-Tech Shoulder Pads. And Brian, of course, uh, led the Baltimore Ravens to the 2000 uh, Super Bowl, where they were the most dominant defense most people have seen in modern football history. He's been an outstanding analyst in the NFL Network forever, and he's kind enough to spend some time with us. Coach, before we get to what we saw last week, overtime rules. If I make a committee of one and I say it's Brian Billick, what, what should be the overtime rules for the playoffs in the National Football League? And that was with with uh, Josh Allen and and uh, Patrick Ma. You just wanted to keep going on and on and on. Um, I, I I would be one, and I think there is a legitimate level of frustration that you'd like to have seen because of the way the game went. Josh Allen to have a chance to see if they could if he could respond, and he likely could. Have. Um, I, I I think it's fine during the regular season. I think in the postseason, if you wanted to adapt it to make sure that you had that equity about it, particularly since the game can't end in a tie, that, that you are going to take it to fruition. Um, yeah, I, I could see where we're changing that. And I think changing the play, because they changed the rule, obviously, because they have to, uh, in, that, in that it can end in a tie. So, yes, they do adapt the rule from the regular season to the, uh, to the postseason. So to take it that one step further to make sure both teams have the ability to possess the ball, uh, I, could, I could go along with that. Uh, all right, let, let's let, let's let's talk first about the Bills. Um, when you don't have McCole Hardman back there, and you don't have Tyreek Hill back there, and you have Pringle back there, did, did was it a mistake to not kick the ball and put it in play if you're Buffalo? Oh, I, I think there's many things, many things you could look at, and they will, you know, in second guessing. Well, we should have and could have done this. Um, my focus has gone more to, and Leslie Frazier is an outstanding coach. But what possesses you to play any kind of man against Kansas City in that situation, even if it's two man? Because the minute it's man, Patrick Mahomes is going to find uh, uh, Tariq Hill because you do not have the one-on-one matchup where he can't run away from him or the physical difference in matchup because you can't put one guy on Travis Kelsey. He's just going to out-muscle him and come up with the ball. And then even if you don't do that, the fact that you're going to spread it out, Patrick Mahomes can pull it down with no underneath coverage and he's going to run for it, and particularly with 13 seconds. That that will, I think, that sequence 
in the last two series and the amount of two-man that they played is the one that, that Sean McDermott's going to look at and second-guess for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with you. Um, speaking of quarterback play, was it, were the defenses that bad or were both Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes that good? I, I, I prefer to think this, these young men were just spectacular. What, what two great young quarterbacks that just you could see Josh Hill or, or Josh Allen was, was just his whole demeanor was, I want to be that guy. I want to be the Super Bowl champs. I want to take that crown. And he was just going to battle him tooth and nail. And just two, you know, taking nothing away from the uh, the defenses. And, and, and uh, I think those two guys just played at such a spectacular level. Uh, I, I don't think it wouldn't matter what defense was out there. So we we look at at the 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 Packers and it was like the opposite. Here you have a great quarterback and their defense played well and I know that there was a you know you have a fumble with Mercedes Lewis but why did Aaron Rodgers struggle so mightily? Well, I think you have to give credit to the to the uh, the Rams defense and and they they had the ability to put some uh, uh or excuse me San Francisco's defense that their ability with their four-man rush, and the fact that then San Francisco played their their winning formula of don't make mistakes, stay committed to the run, keep the ball away from them, and and play good solid defense. Uh, yeah, the fact that they played that well on the road against Aaron Rodgers, yeah, that 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 had to be a little bit of a shock. Um, that, that you know to go into Green Bay and do that because uh, Aaron Rodgers has just been spectacular. Uh, but you've got to give them the great credit, you know. And that's the formula for for the 49ers, right? It's it's stay balanced, play great defense, stay close to the end, stay in it, and give yourself a chance to win. And it's going to be an interesting matchup against a Ram team that they are very familiar with, and have have won the last six. You know, it's it's uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I can see. Uh, it reminded me. I was just doing another show. It reminded me of the old Ily Nastasi had. You know, he lost like to Jimmy Connors twenty five times in a row. And came out and made the grand proclamation. Eli Nastasi never loses to anybody twenty six times in a row. You know he was gonna he was gonna show his bravado, and uh, I could just see the uh, the Rams. We no one we don't lose to anybody seven times in a row. But the fact that they have the familiarity with one another, and that that they understand what that formula is, I think it's going to come down to Matthew Stafford if he does not turn the ball over like he did not last, uh, last week against Tampa Bay. That that could be the difference maker and that the Rams can win. Hmm. Um, Brian Billix, our, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so um, let's get to the Bengals. They could not protect last week, and yet Joe Burrow kept stepping up and making plays. Now, he's helped out by the fact that you know Ryan Tannehill threw those three picks. Can they protect him well enough to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs scoring? You know, it doesn't seem to matter. You know, this guy has been spectacular that way. Typically, when we talk about being the Chiefs, what do you got to do? Don't give up the big play. And can you keep up if it turns into a track meet? You don't want that to happen. And and most teams, that's what they try to configure themselves. This is a Cincinnati Bengal team that may be going, you know what? I'm okay if it's a track meet because I think we can go up and down the field and go toe for toe. And if we keep this, you know, kind of the reverse of what we were talking about with the Rams and the 49ers, where it's keep it tight margins, have that last possession and keep it close. It could be, okay, let's keep this, 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 this thing's a track meet. We'll go blow for blow with it and just hope that we have the ball last in our hands. Cause we'll go the length of the field 
and, and, and score and win. Joe Burrow, I mean, his last four and five games have been absolutely spectacular. Through for what, almost a thousand yards against what was a Baltimore and, 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 uh, Kansas City in a back to back or was it Pittsburgh? I mean, it's been absolutely spectacular what he's been able to do. So yes, yeah, the, the, the clearly the pressure that they're going to need to get on him, but you come after him and we've seen that with Kansas City when they want to bring the pressure. And if they can isolate that, Joe Burrow can make you pay. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. I think Kansas City at home, it may be a tall order for Cincinnati, but Joe Burrow and that group, this could be really interesting. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is going to take over the Denver Broncos job. I ask because, like, look, you were a great offensive coordinator. The Vikings were within a field goal of making it to the Super Bowl. And then you go to Baltimore and you, you kind of start your, your own franchise. There's a lot of people who think, well, he was in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers loves him. Aaron Rodgers recommended him last year. It's a package deal. What's the reality to it? How 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 realistic oh. is it that you that 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 would be a package deal? I, I who knows? You know, is is that part of it? Is that is some of the thinking that's going on? Are those kind of discussions going on? I I don't know. That's a little conspiracy theorist for my money. Uh, but it doesn't mean that it's not true. And uh, Nathaniel Hackett's got a good proven track record. You know, it's all about hiring the young guys now and piecing it together with the GM and, and, and doing that kind of thing certainly has the right pedigree. So uh, I, I, whether that – we'll see. We'll see if that happens or not. Uh, but I think it's, uh, it's just in, in line with the, what the hirings we're seeing right now where we're, uh, we're going to have the new young guns come in and see if they can make a difference. Yeah, yeah. Now we're seeing two young guns coached in San Francisco and L.A. What, what about Stafford where he's never played in a game of this magnitude? Right now, you can say what you want about Jimmy G and some of the mistakes he made in the Super Bowl, but he's actually been in these games before. For Stafford, how do you manage that? Right, he obviously played really well down the stretch and played very well early in both the past two games. How do you manage that as a coach? Get into your quarterback's ear about the difference in playing in this game as opposed to all the other games he's ever played. I think if you're talking about a young quarterback in the new experience, I think that's a legitimate observation. Matthew Stafford's played a lot of football. And it's played in some big games, you know, in terms of being able to make the playoffs and in the play. So he, he understands where that pressure is. This is not going to be all of a sudden an unfounded uh, pressure on him that now he's going to either play well or he won't. He's got such experience. He's got confidence with the group around him. Uh, uh, Sean McVay's done a spectacular job with him. Clearly, it's about not turning the ball over. Uh, and, and but still making the other big plays that you need to. I, I don't think that is a factor. Uh, we'll see if he's up to the task, but I don't think that pressure of, oh, boy, this is a really big game. How am I going to perform? He's been in this league too long and thrown too many passes for that to be a factor. No question. It's, it's, it, it, will be, it will be fascinating. Um, I, I can't let you go without asking, do you think Tom Brady's played his last game? I've long given up trying to figure out what Tom Brady's doing. I mean, I think it's amazing that a guy, what's he, 62, 63 years old, that he's still playing in this league. And, you know, he just, he seems like he can go on forever. He sounds like he's still having fun. We certainly didn't see any diminishing of skills or, or falling off with, you know, their comeback 
win and, and a darn near comeback win. You just knew he was going to do it. They just came up a little short. Uh, does he want to continue it? Can they hold this together in Tampa Bay? That certainly will be a factor. They they were brilliant in terms of bringing it all back together from their Super Bowl championship last year. Can they do it again? Do they want to do it again? Will they make the commitment of uh, resources and keep? I think that'll be as much a factor as anything. I, can he can he continue to play? Absolutely. Now you're you're getting back in it, right? You're gonna you're gonna be an analyst with Arizona State. Is that right? Yeah, I've been uh, kind of a unique circumstance. I coached the Hula Bowl early in the month. Uh, Mike Smith uh, was the other coach and kind of pulled me into it. Mike and I are brother-in-laws, and, of course, he was the former coach in Atlanta. I had a great staff. I had Wade Phillips as my defensive coordinator. Mike Tice was my line coach. Kevin Sumlin was my receiver coach. Carnell Lake was my defensive backfield coach. Uh, We had a great time. Loved working with the kids. Uh, Herm Edwards and, and uh, Ray Anderson, the AD, reached out to me. I've known both for years. Ray was my agent and lawyer for years and years when I was in the NFL before we went to the league office and then out to Arizona State. Uh, kind of Marvin Lewis is out there, had worked in this capacity for them very successfully uh, and wanted to know if I'd be interested in kind of getting back in it. And uh, it, uh, it seems like the right thing to do. I'm looking forward to getting out there and seeing where I can help. That's pretty awesome. Um, okay, now – is it is a requirement that all your players use X-Tech shoulder pads? Is that, is that what's going to happen? I go to Arizona State, well, but you guys all got to wear X-Tech. Yeah, oddly enough, you know, obviously now that I'm a part of it, I can't get in, in, involved, but they are about 80% X-Tech pads anyway. Uh, that's where the number one pad in pro football, number one pad in college football. So, yeah, it makes uh, sense that they're in X-Tech pads. And very proud of that. Very proud we've been doing at it for nine years. What's fun now is to see that now we're working down to the high school level to watch the parents get involved and recognize, hey, we're going to put – our young people in the best protection possible. They get on techpads.com or go to Instagram because they, they can see this is the protection our young people need to be in and, and are vesting themselves in that. And it's, uh, it's fun to watch. No, it, it's, it's pretty awesome. Well, welcome back inside the game. You've always been kind of in the game and we sure appreciate you joining us. Thanks for being our guest on Fox sports radio. Glad to do it. All right. That's uh, the one and only Brian Billick. He's joined us for years. Getting back in is uh as at that analyst position that so many former coaches kind of that's how they dip their toe back in the water just when you just when i thought you're done you keep bringing me back in be sure to catch the live edition of the doug gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app doug gottlieb show fox sports radio Every day this time, we like to bring back a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. We call it... And now... What does the Fox say? Brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand new lawn care... Brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn mowers to run their business. Uh, And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Dot com. Dan Patrick had Sean Payton on. Here's their exchange this morning. Take a listen. Nobody. The networks, now, well, they, they, they would have to reach out to the Saints. You can have a backdoor, hey, would you have any interest? Um, that's happened maybe with a couple a couple clubs, but I, I'm not I'm not looking at that path right now. I at some point, I, I don't think I'm finished coaching, but I was excited to to get two or three calls and texts from from people in the television industry. But you have had teams back channel, third party. Uh, the two. And and when I say that. If I guess, will you tell me? Yeah, you, you no, because there's only. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said yes. If I, no. 
When I say that, all I'm saying is somebody who's close to someone, man, you'd be really good here. This is is only we're 24 or 48 hours removed from it. And that's not my plan. That's not his plan. His plan is to go and do TV. Like he, he wants to do TV. He sees these guys doing TV. He's like, I could do better than that. I, I honestly think between Romo and the Mannings, they've all made it to like, I could do that? Yeah, why not? And I also think there's some guys that are doing it that they look out and they're like, yeah, he doesn't really know. I do know and I can, you know, you watch Orlovsky and the things Orlovsky does. It's great. Um, it is harder to do than many would lead you to believe. And for example is Drew Brees is a super bright guy. Knows the league like it was back of his hand. He struggled mightily. Uh, yes, Jay Stu. You know, Drew Brees reminds me of, and maybe there's hope, because uh, remember Boomer Esiason did that one year of Monday Night Football, I think, and got canned. And I always thought he got canned because he wasn't very good. I think there was a rip between him and Al Michaels or something. But he just, I think he thought that if I just show up and collect checks and just be Boomer Esiason, that's good enough. I think Drew Brees is in that phase. Like, he has, actually has to say something to keep that job, right? Uh, you don't have to – when you do that job, you don't have to necessarily share negative opinions. You just got to share something. <laughs> you got to – it's – listen, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, unlike anything you've ever done before. Unlike anything you've ever done before. I, I think for players, my guess would be – I don't know, like – I, I don't know what mode he's in. I don't think it's that he hasn't, it's that he thinks he doesn't have to say anything. I think Drew Brees is still shell-shocked by the one time he did say something ever in his life, and it was just pro-flag. You know, when I see the flag, I, he got crushed and nearly lost everything because of it. So my get this, again, just a guess, is that he's sitting there going like, well, I'm not saying anything. If I say something, I'm going to get fired. Yeah, but if you don't say anything, you're going to get fired. There's an art to it. There's the, the subtle art of not saying anything. He doesn't. He's not an artist in that form. Um. So yeah, I I do think you could just be an educator and teach people things, but it's really hard. Look, Tony Romo hasn't been great this year. Like Tony Romo, it, it went when he, when he was calling those Patriot games with Brady, he had the. It's like he had the answers to the test. Like gonna go to Gronk right here. He hadn't done that at all, and nobody at CBS is telling him not to do it. He knew that offense. He knew what they were going to do. He knew the defense is cold. And whether now, I think Tony now is, if anything, he's now in. I'm getting paid. Dude, when I'm off, I'm off. I'll come. I'm pre- relatively prepared for the games. But when you first start, that's when you prepare the most. You're trying to prove to people you should do it. So I would disagree with you, Jay. Uh, Byer, have you watched any of? Do you watch any of Breeze at all this year? I mean, just uh, you know, in the games that he that he did, I watched. Um, I, he's, I didn't expect much more from him because I just didn't think that he would be a guy who would not that they rip players, but be critical and be able to respond right away. Um, I think that's actually kind of what made Romo so unique was he had his own way of doing it and it worked and worked for a while. Some don't think uh, that he did, but you know, the Boomer stuff with Monday Night Football, I almost think it was. I don't know, maybe the opposite where, you know, maybe Boomer's personality 
or the way he did stuff was not like the jovial old crew, where I think that Drew Brees just fell right into media member, I don't want to hurt any of my old friends sort of analysis. Yeah, yeah. What were you going to say, Jay Stu? The, the ending of the Bills-Chiefs game um, was an embarrassment. I, I, it was so cringy. Both you know, guys know each other. <laughs> Let's play it, John. Looking to the end zone for the win. He caught it. Ball game. Chiefs to the championship game. These two guys know each other. Unbelievable. This, this is just unfathomable. The Bills had won this game. It was over. Josh Allen with a perfect postseason. And Patrick Mahomes somehow comes out there and shows the world. Still here, Andy Reid. Welcome to the refs. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, so what is he supposed to do? It's nothing. <laughs> like, turn off those mics. That's when you want just right. the it's sound. Called lay- it's called laying out and that sound. Okay, and that, honestly, that's a little bit on Nance. Nance should be like, Putting the both both palms down, but he let Romo be Romo, and that was bad. It's not good. I don't think it's embarrassing. I don't think it was like didn't affect the play or. But yes, not letting it breathe it is. It, you're he's he does the opposite. He chokes it. It would be a, a different thing if he had like something cool to say, but it was just like this inarticulate gibberish. I mean, Even pe- the inarticulate gibberish was actually articulate, and it was like, what? Both these guys know each other! Andy and Josh Reed. Allen! Andy Reid! It was like, that. that's, it sounded like a very inexperienced broadcaster. The problem is, he's not inexperienced anymore. It was, was not strong. Gotta let it breathe. Can't choke it off. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? All right, this is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, what do we make of any of these new coaching hires? Do we see a pattern in any way? I think we do. I'll share with you next. The Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.